Let's see if Mike you brings the energy. Let's see if Mike brings the energy here. Well, we're, a, give, we're giving him the ball I'm here. I'm tired, man. I had a big week. Hey, everybody. It's Dale Jr. for another episode of the Dale Jr. Download with my co-host, Mike Davis. Mike? You're sprightly. What do we got going on today? <laughs> you are very, you're very orangey today, yeah. by the way. I know. I busted out Glowing. this retro amp energy you, hoodie. You, it is retro, and it is very well, orangey. the cold weather's here, so you can dig into the back of the closet. Especially had, in the studio. You had said last night when we talked about doing the show, you said, I'm really tired, man. I'm exhausted. Can't think. Well, you woke our ass up with that shirt. Oh, okay. That's what you've done. <laughs> What's up? You feeling all right? What kind of subjects are we going to be talking about today? <laughs> well, I want to talk about your shirt more. This is what I want to know from you. I want to know if you are ready to put Chase Elliott in the conversation with Kevin Harvick and Kyle Busch as front runners for this championship. I want to know what your thoughts are about having a book out for a week and also uh, a book that's on the Amazon bestsellers list for a week. Still, nice. I, I, it's still up Did there. Did we make New York Times yet? Well, that hasn't come we'll out yet, okay, but that's right. what we're going after. Okay. Uh, I want to know about your late model driver who just decided to start in the back for fun and still whooped him in the Fall Brawl 200. Uh, I want to know if funner is a word. Eh? Saw right. you have a little rapping back and forth with the dictionary people. And I also saw a Cowboys fan step at you over the weekend on Twitter. I bet that was funner too. Let's yeah. go. Let's let's talk about it. All we right. only got an hour. Let's roll. Let's hit it. The Exalta Studio. I'm repeating, we're not in Kansas. We're not in Kansas, Kansas anymore. The Dale Jr. Download. The download starts now. The Dale Jr. Download. Download. All right, guys. Just like you hear in the intro, there, the Dale Jr. Download starts now. <laughs> no reason to say that again. Yeah. All right, Mike, you got a lot of great subjects that you were bringing up in the intro. I'm excited to be able to talk about these with you today. So you you, 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 you texted me last night, and you said, oh, you were fired up. You're like, oh, what are we going to talk about? Yeah. But I was just coming back from Airhead Stadium, uh, been at the race all weekend. We had the New York uh, media book tour, and, uh, boy, I was really tired. So – you had four of your seven days were were traveling, Slammed, yeah. yes, and just slam packed. You have done thirty media interviews in yeah. the last six days. Are you counting the ones I did this morning? Yes. Okay. You you were coming into this studio off the heels of fourteen consecutive this interviews. Morning. So you are tired. Yeah. You are running on uh, down a cylinder. I am. I'm a little wore out, but uh, I'm I'm excited to do the show. We got some good stuff. Yeah. To discuss. Where do you want to start? Coming out of Kansas, let's talk about that Cup race. Okay, so Kevin Harvick dominates, has the fastest car, gets caught speeding on pit road. He would have won the race, I think. I don't think Chase would have beat him. No, 100%. Kyle Busch was up front, running, uh, finished in. Where did Kyle Busch finish? Second. second. Kyle Larson finished second. third. He was charging he after finished second. Man. That's right. That's right. So Kyle Busch, but Kyle Busch was up front, and uh, and then <clears> another guy eased on up there and wins the race, Chase Elliott. So mm-hmm. Chase, you know, at the start of the race, Chase running down fifth to tenth. Uh, but they made their car so much better. That's hard to do in itself. Much, uh, the you know, making your car better as the race goes on. What is even more impressive is that they were able to make the car better and put it in the lead. Like I know that they didn't pass Harvick; he had his problems. But getting that track position on the guys like Kyle Busch uh, and so forth, Joe Logano and people that were dominating early in the day, was the most impressive thing for me. You know, he he took a car that could win and he won. Another thing that was going on during the day that I thought was pretty interesting was uh, Ryan Blaney. Mm. You know, first stages, first two stages, he gained some points on Boyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Truex ran terrible all day long, which I think surprised everyone. 
because he has won two out of the last three, and in that other th- other race he was second at Kansas. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he doesn't run good at all all day. That worries me. I think it should worry them going into Homestead. You know, we're gonna you know obviously got they got to make it through this next round, but going into Homestead, which is similar to Kansas, they got to be concerned as to why that car didn't perform yesterday. Boyer didn't run very well. Kind of struggled all day, running around tenth to fifteenth, and that allowed Blaney to point his way closer uh, as he was gaining points in those stages. But he just didn't get you know enough. He got in the fence there in that third stage and lost you know I think five or six spots. He had a shot to win that race because he's running second to Harvick, you know, right around the time Harvick had his problems on pit road, uh, and then Blaney got in the fence and lost all his track position. Those were the spots that he needed to mm-hmm. advance. So really intriguing race. Even though, you know, there weren't any cautions, weren't any wrecks, was no late race drama other than Larson trying to charge his way up through there. There was no true late race drama that we're, we're accustomed to seeing in these races like the Roval and so forth. It still was interesting to watch, interesting to watch it play out without the playoff format. Oof. That would have been a hard one. That would have been a hard one. That would have been a hard one, yeah. It would have been. There are complaints about <laughs> the playoff format and how it's a break from tradition you know, there, there's complaints about the stage racing and all that stuff. But without that stuff, w- that race would have been completely, completely different and not a whole lot of fun. But it was fun because of the intrigue of the playoff format and what's happening there. It was fun. I do think that of all the playoff races, it uh, it was probably the least, uh, you know, yeah. we were entertaining hoping for a late. I, I, I'm, when I was a driver, I hated this. Hated it. But we were hoping for a late yellow. You know, something uh-huh. that would, you know, change the complexity of that race. Kyle wasn't really running chase down quick enough, and they were all running the high side and sort of making it difficult for each other aerodynamically. And, uh, man, you know, it just would have been interesting to see what Kyle Larson might have tried to do. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. he would have he would have liked to have had a yellow late. I tell you, one of my one of my issues – not issues. I mean, I enjoy watching races. But uh, I have been in this uh, euphoric sense of non-mile-and-a-halfers for the past yeah. four weeks. I mean, we went from yeah. – uh, you know, we had Dega last week, Dover. You had the Roval. Before that, you had Richmond. I mean, that right there is a not. I mean, you you just you just got a big bundle of excitement in all those races, and then we go back to the mile and a half. So that to me, we had plateaued in excitement from there. I'm hoping now that the next three races, if yeah. you have what te- you have te- uh, Martinsville, Texas, and Phoenix, that's going to ratchet it back up for me. Now, here's where I'm struggling on Chase. A lot of people are like, there's Chase Elliott peaking at the right time. I would make the argument, and I'm not trying to discredit any of his wins. They are legitimate wins, and he had opportunities to be passed at the end of all these wins, and he, they can't pass him. Denny Hamlin had his chance. Everybody had their chance. But in none of them did Chase actually dominate or lead the most laps. He did at Watkins Glen, but you could even make the argument that Kyle Busch, that was sort of his race yeah. until he had the, they didn't pick up enough fuel in, the, you know, in that pit stop. So here it is. You had Harvick leading a ton of laps, uh, even at Dover, and then Chase was there at the end. So I'm not really ready to go put him into that thing like that, that he's a threat him. not re- well, not even that he's not the threat that crown some people are saying well, that would be a threat if i'm kyle or, or harvick or anybody else but where are you on this is it is the momentum enough to make it go like no no this he is a legitimate threat now that should be taken seriously by those top competitors or is he still the only chevrolet in the field and the toyotas and ford still have have the days right now at the start of that race he was not a dominant car he wasn't and it was all Fords up front Penske cars Stuart Haas cars 
so if you watch the first half of that race, you wouldn't be impressed with Chase mm-hmm. and and their their speed. If you're saying, all right, tell me who's going to be winning, who's going to be the guys that dominated Homestead, you wouldn't have thought Chase at all. But they made their car better. They certainly had enough speed at the end of the race to to win the race. They weren't, you know, they didn't fall. It wasn't fluky. Yeah, it wasn't fluky. I think. I mean, if he's one of the four, if he gets himself to Homestead, I mean, obviously, you know, he's got only three other guys to beat that day. I know that. Yeah, I know you know that. I'm just saying, like. As he gets closer to the opportunity in Homestead, his chances get better. But he still doesn't have the pure speed that the four has. No one does. No one has the speed that Kevin Harvick has. No one has all season. Mm-hmm. No one has had that speed. Right. On an off day, Kyle Busch has more speed than, than Harvick. You know, Harvick's not going to be off in Homestead. You can guarantee it. Yeah. And Harvick didn't have to be aggressive with their car, uh, they didn't have to be aggressive with with how they raced Sunday, but yet they still had plenty of speed. Mm-hmm. You know, so Harvick's pretty sly. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that he's the favorite for me. I, I picked when I let, like two months ago, I had to lock in who I thought would win the championship, and I picked Kyle Busch. And I don't feel that way right now. Right now, I don't feel I feel like Car- Kevin Harvick is the, the favorite slightly over Kyle Busch. What uh, gives him that edge to you? Just the pure speed in the car. And the track set up well for him. I mean, Phoenix, he, he's so well, good at Phoenix. No, I'm thinking he's going to be there. I'm talking about Homestead. Who goes yeah. to Homestead and who wins Who wins the championship? I think that uh, the four car will have more speed than the, the 18 at Homestead for now. I mean, that could change. Yeah. My feeling about that could change because they're so close. They're so close. But nobody is really in that conversation with those two. I don't even know if Truex is anymore. That run yesterday was so Oof. perplexing and and worrisome. Uh, so I don't know if Truex is where I thought he was. They, look at their track record over the last 10 races, Truex's track record. They haven't had good finishes. I know he was about to win in, at the Roval. It is odd that they announced that, that that team's going away and their performance is kind of I don't find sense. that odd at all. I think that that's mm. what a lot of people assume was going to happen. Like when you make that announcement, the, the, the focus would wane a little bit. Mm. The team is yeah. going to tell you all day long that that is not the case. But that's what they have to say. That's what they should say. That we're not, you know, we're not deterred. And you never know, boy, they may come in there and steal that thing right out from under Harvick and those guys at Homestead. There's something about worrying about your future that may uh, be a little bit of a distraction Yeah, uh, where well, you're going to work. Even, I know, but at Homestead, I think a lot of those guys, most of the majority of the people's futures will be determined. So it won't be so much them worrying about their future. It'll just be whether they can focus on the present because of the future. Mm-hmm. You know, Truex is going to a new team. Cole's going to a new team. Spotter's going to a new team. Carchi's going. Everybody's going somewhere. And whether they can focus on the present with everything that's happening and them having to shuffle and get ready for their future, can they do what they need to do in Homestead? I don't know. It, it, I, I was talking more about the team, the actual team guys. I, I, mean, I think like, that you know, they're. I think, think that they're they should all have jobs. You yeah. know, for the most, the majority. I'm sure there'll be few that won't have their future secured, but even the ones that do will still have a hard time focusing on the present because they got that. You know, they, that future's right there. It's it's like looking past one boxer because you're assured a shot at the title. You know, beyond that guy, and sometimes those guys underestimate the person they're actually having to fight that day. You know, and I, I just, I'm not saying that Truex can't win the championship. I'm just saying I will be surprised if he does. Not only do they not have the speed that the four has, or the 18. Clearly, yesterday they didn't. But with everything happening, with that team closing down, and then all those guys having new futures, 
that could be a big distraction whether they want to own it or not. Isn't it crazy how we're talking about the four having so much speed and yet he hasn't won a playoff race? Yeah. Yeah, I was talking to Rick Allen about him, and, and Rick says that Harvick claims this has very, very, been a very difficult year, been a very mm. tough year for Harvick. Um, you know, even though they've had all the success and it would appear that it's been a very easy season, it's not. Like competition's been tough. Them being the total package, that's what worries me about Harvick or his group. Is I guess it's the same for everybody, but going to Homestead in that race, you can have the best car, but mm-hmm. if you don't do everything right, you got to get on pit road right. You got to get off pit road right. You got to have great pit stops. You got to have the great, you have the right strategy, late race yellows and whatnot. There's just so many other variables, and so it it's not just the speed of the car and the driver. Everything has to be right. So are you are you saying that I think you, you're a little concerned it. about their inconsistencies on yeah. the whole ball of wax to yeah. put it all together? I mean, not just for them, but more so for them, I think, because they have – Tony Stewart alluded to this. They've had some weird things happen, issues on pit road, whatever you name it. He should have won a ton of races. Since he's actually been driving for Stewart Hoss, think about how many races that they lost where they had the fastest car. Oh, right. It's yep. a – it's yeah. already came count it. Right. Their car has been so amazing ever since they ever went to Stewart Hoss. Yep. And this year, even, they've won, they've lost a lot of races they should have won. Mm-hmm. A lot of different reasons too, and so that worries me. I think going in that they may have a you know some crazy thing like a uncontrolled tire or something like that take them out of it. Yeah, only Kyle Busch's win at Richmond of the big three. That's the only win in the playoffs in the first six races yeah. so far. You got that's Chase crazy. Elliott. I know, right? Because we started the deal really thinking think there was it. nobody else really. Well, you know? and I guess that goes back to my question to Dale at the very beginning on you know are we ready to put Chase in that that bucket because it's it seems to we seems to me we get into this kind of lazy narrative where whoever was the last winner we just go they're peaking at the right time remember what we did with Kozlowski yeah remember what he he won a couple races and we're like he is now the favorite well guess who didn't make it into the final eight you <laughs> know yeah that was a big surprise for everybody that uh Kozlowski didn't make it in considering too that it, you know all those playoff points went to waste that he had accumulated that's the worst thing man is when you got so many playoff you got oh, yeah, a, you bet. got a yeah. good little chunk of playoff points and now they're nothing it's like having uh, it's like a currency that it'll, you know it completely loses its value <laughs> right worthless and that's so, right yeah and so Logano, you know getting the pole and having such a great stage one had me thinking man maybe this guy's gonna gonna come in here and and be a surprise contender but then they struggled in the back half of that race as the track changed they weren't able to keep pace with their car and lost some track position i don't have i don't have a clue who the other two are yeah besides harvick and bush i think you know i think trix gets there because of the playoff points that he's accumulated but i don't know if he can contend at homestead it's just Mm. yesterday was really concerning for him anything else catch your attention this weekend uh no not really <laughs> i uh actually um i had a book signing there you go yeah that was, that was good yeah i had a book signing i've not done a book signing in a long long time we, you know we wrote driver number eight uh with jay gersh a long time ago i did some book signings at some stores and so forth but that was you know what 15 20 years 17 ago. years ago yeah so yeah i uh we went i think it was uh fans certainly appreciated it from what i saw on social media uh, we signed 350 books plus one item, so about 700 pieces for an hour. Yeah, we're gonna do the same thing at Texas, but we're just doing books. I think 700. Okay. So I'm gonna do more books, so more people get the book, so more people walk away happy. Instead of 350 people being happy, 700 people will get a book and there be happy. Go. Uh, so we're gonna do that at uh, Texas. All the races except Martinsville, Phoenix. Yep. And one Homestead. more. Homestead. Uh, Homestead. Yeah. Yep. Yep. 
Yeah, all, all of what you just did, minus all the and wine. And why aren't we doing is, one at Martinsville? It's a two-day show, and so it just is really hard for your schedule. Damn, as soon as I told people where I was doing it. You said Martinsville? Eric, no, as soon as I told people where we were doing it on social media, everybody was like, why not Martinsville? Even the people that oh. aren't going. Why aren't you doing it at Martinsville? <laughs> How dare you ignore you, a short track? You do not, you, not do it Well, listen, at Martinsville. <laughs> I, not, I'm going to say you. something that everybody already automatically knows. You could do one at Martinsville if you wanted to. Really? <laughs> yeah, of course. Why don't we do it? You can. Well, let's when? do it. What what time of day? When uh, it'll have to be like at five in the morning. But yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I'm not doing one at five. In Scrambled the morning. eggs and I'm driving signing. up there oh, at midnight. I'm driving, midnight signing. <laughs> well, I'm driving up there Saturday morning. <laughs> no, we'll we'll figure it out. I mean, listen, you you're, wait. You've we got can't a lot just leave it. We'll figure it out. The race well, is this I'm, weekend. That is to say, we don't have to figure it out on this show right well, at this moment. An inside moment. look okay. at a driver and his manager here. Yeah. Let's see how this gets done. Well, listen, well, to be honest with you, the, the driver and his manager has... This is the situation. So, <laughs> all right, we, between meetings, practice, truck practices, truck uh-huh. race, truck qualifying, cup qualifying, now, I am not... This is the thing. Like, I don't like doing an autograph session during any other track time. Right. That's disrespectful to why you're there in the first place, which That's is for right. the event. And so... For anyone who thinks that we would do it during the truck race or could do it during truck practice, I just think that's disrespectful to the event itself. You're to the there. drivers, yeah. to the event, to your yeah, to, to uh, who, the scope your of employer. why you're there. Yeah, yeah. So if there was some downtime uh, that we could fit it into, let's let's try to do that. But I don't think there is in the two day show. Two day show are very difficult. Yeah. But the other ones, listen, we'll we'll make a valid attempt. Uh, it, it's finding little pockets of time which you can uh, just yeah. go out there, but. You can count on being out there at Texas, Phoenix, and Homestead. You will have time to do that on Saturdays. It's on Saturdays. The time might may vary, but the uh, yeah. the day of the week. Just is follow there. me on social media, and I'll make sure I let everybody know that as at the, that's at the track where we're going to do it. So you were saying it. you enjoyed it? That's good to know. It was our first autograph signing in the yeah. while. Yeah, I thought you know I thought it was a great opportunity. If I'm gonna write a book, I'm a, you know I thought we should be signing at the track, so we did. What are what is the feedback, Ben, that you have uh, uh, enjoyed about the book? What is it that people are saying? Because now they're reading it. They're cu- coming at you on social. They're coming at yeah. you everywhere. What is the, the primary message that you're hearing when people tell you their feelings? I think the best thing that I hear is people saying that they're going to see Mickey. Mm. Or that, you know, that, they, that Mickey, or Mickey tells me, hey, three people came into the office this week talking about the book. That's why they're here. Again, they won't help. So that to me is the best thing to hear from anyone is that we, and that's the whole, that's the purpose I think of the book is to try to get people help. Um, more That's more important than anything else the book can do. I hear a lot of other things too that are great. Nice compliments about the book, but that's the top coolest thing that happens. Do you find people feeling sorry for you? No. It's people, well, sometimes people, I think a lot of the, my female fans are like, you know, want to give hug. you a hug and, <laughs> uh, you know, they feel bad that you went through that. But I made that stupid decision to do that to myself. You know, if anything, they should feel angry that I wasn't smarter, you know, and um, it's the book is to educate and help people not make that same choice, not make that same foolish mistake that I made. And I appreciate the, how sensitive they are. But, you know, I, I, when I when somebody says, oh, man, I, you know, I hate you had to go through that. I think to myself, well, it's my fault. You know, I kind of did it to myself. <laughs> and so uh, when somebody reads it and they go, man, I, that made me angry. Uh, that make, that that connects with me, I think, more than anything else. Mm-hmm. When people go, I'm, I'm angry at you, or that means they got it. 
Yeah. Right? Yeah, I that, think so. That means that they understand, like, that's foolish. Right, you right. Know, they didn't, the point, the point of the book didn't miss them. Well, listen, we don't have, we, we spent an entire episode last week. And, talking uh, we, about we, it, yeah. But this with has been a week said, of talking about yeah, the book. Yeah, well, that so. said, yeah, we were in New York two days. We did ton. you talked about all the interviews we've done. We got, uh, before Phoenix, we do another media tour in L.A. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be sort of mirror image of the New York two-day media tour, which was tough. So I got that to look forward to, and then I think after that I'm done, right? As far as media for the book? Yeah. Um, I mean, for, for, you'll you'll have spots and pockets of when you uh, do media, but this has been the big media press tour yeah. uh, and, and promoting it, and it's done well. Uh, you know, I'm ready to be done. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know you are. To be honest with you, I was a little worried before we even started all this yeah. stuff because I, I didn't think that – you talking about your concussion experience over and over and over and over and it's over not, again is is yeah. your idea of a good time. It's not that the media <laughs> doing the media has not been as hard as I thought it would be because writing the book was terrible and not fun at all. And trying, you know, I came out of writing the book and that whole three month period of waiting to start releasing the book. I, that wasn't no fun. And so in my mind, I'm thinking, well, promoting the books were not going to be fun either. But I've had a good time. Dale Turner actually said something to me at dinner the other night. We were in New York that this has been the most enjoyable media tour he's ever been on, and he's been on a few. Let me tell you (laughs) something. We've made our rounds. We've done the New York thing, done car washes and every other kind of wash. We've washed. We've washed. We have washed. (laughs) We are clean. And so (laughs) here's the thing. He's like, man, this has actually been enjoyable. And uh, and so that was nice to hear because, frankly, it it had no less obligation or no fewer obligations. In fact – there was probably more obligations to do in the in this tour in the, over two days, and we did a bunch. Strahan uh, did an interview with him. Good morning, that was America. fun. The one the one that I thought was uh, funny was Jenny McCarthy. He did the interview looking at a monitor. So he didn't. She's really in meet Chicago. Her. So yeah, did, did did he really meet her? That's I was dis- no, I didn't. I was disappointed because we were uh, yeah going to SiriusXM, going to do Jenny McCarthy's show, and she was uh, doing it via Skype. So right. I she was in. Incredibly nice. That's such a pleasant thing is when you meet people that you are a fan of or think think are cool. And I think Jeannie McCarthy is very cool. It's <laughs> to hold them up to a certain standard and expect them to live up to it. But it's nice when they do. Yeah. I was really, uh, she was a really nice person. Great interview. <laughs> It was but like, I just wish I could have met her in person to say, yeah. hey, hey, what's up, cool guy? Yeah, I mean, it, was, it was hilarious. They were like, hey, can we get a quick picture with you and Jenny before you leave? No. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you took a picture with the TV? With the monitor, yeah. <laughs> and, uh-huh. she, and she's on the monitor. She's like, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like, wow, they really do this. This is funny. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, but, it was a good time. Hey, you know what else is a good time? What's, what's a good time? Pristine auction. Oh, getting on that thing is yeah, good time. Yeah, it's good time. Good time. All right. Is it time for a pristine auction read? It feels like a good time for a pristine auction. When is it not? <laughs> and so today, this is new, and this must mean that we're doing something right. But we have two sponsors for this show, two reads oh, for this show. Oh, the big reveal will be uh, the, the next one. Wow. Yeah, so okay. this is, and the, the next one is a brand new partner for, for the podcast, so exciting. We've never had two. Never had two. So, fans, your support is creating this opportunity for us, so thank you very much. And your support will dictate if we have two next week. (laughs) That's right. But we've talked about Pristine Auctions before on the podcast. Uh, They're a big supporter of the podcast, but also um, they're a partner in Carson Elledge's racing career. Mm -hmm. Um, That's another connection that we have at Pristine Auction. Um, So this is not just a podcast sponsor. This is something that's real real prevalent in our lives today. It's a 
you know, it's an auction site. It's pristine auction. It says it right there in the name. It's an online sports auction site where you can bid and win authentic sports memorabilia, and you do it from the comfort of your home. The difference in pristine and other auction sites is, I think, the authenticity. Uh, they do their homework. They work with the athletes themselves. I've signed for pristine. Mm-hmm. I know the process that they go through to to secure that authentic item and and uh, make sure that it's, uh, they're selling the fan a legit piece of memorabilia. So I appreciate the efforts they go to. They go to and and when you're and when you're bidding on this site, you know that you can trust it. But they offer daily auctions. All bids start at just one buck. All bids start at just one buck. Isn't that crazy? That's awesome. And by the way, a I lot mean, of them stay low, too. I, we, yes. Dillner and I were looking at the, yes. the site earlier this morning. He had his eye on this Yogi Berra piece. Yeah. Yogi's the man. Yeah. Yogiisms. I'm feeling a little crimson tideish after our big win over Tennessee, and so I was looking at some Nick Saban stuff. Yep. Do you have any Tennessee tissues? Oh. <laughs> you can find plenty of those. You don't need to go to Pristine Auction for that. Yeah, they have several. They have, in addition to that daily auction, they have other other formats too. They have a ten minute auction, which sounds wild. We haven't done that yet. Yeah. We ought to go I've up never there tried after the one. show and do that. We ought to do the ten minute auction. Yeah. Let's find something. To do it. Items, right. dirty item, mo. Yeah, Let's items, do it. Items will pop up for ten minutes, and it's like bam, bam, bam. Everybody's you got to be aggressive. Some of these deals, though, are insane, so you don't want to miss out. The best part about it is it's affordable, and, and right now, like, there's an Alex Bowman exalted die cast on there signed for 13 bucks. $13 for a die cast. I mean, the That's car insane. alone's worth yeah. more than that. Yeah. That's right. Much less the uh, Alex Bowman autograph. So go check out pristineauction.com now. You'll get hooked. It's free to register. It's free to bid, and you only pay for the items you win. Uh, that's Pristine Auction, spelled P-R-I-S-T-I-N-E, auction.com. And when you register, make sure, please, to select Dale Jr. Download from the drop-down menu in the How Did You Hear About Us section. So that helps them understand that, you know, through the podcast, you were connected to Pristine Auction, and they may come back and support us again. They have been. And so so clearly people are dropping down and selecting Dale Jr. Be, Download man. because they're coming back. Yeah, so everybody who's getting that done, we really appreciate it. It helps us be able to afford to continue and improve production of the podcast. This is All the money goes right back into our podcast and production, editing, all that, so we can create a better show. Matthew Dillner ain't cheap. They've got to be able to pay him somehow. Production's <laughs> better. You know, production costs money. Good stuff. Get what you pay for. This is your Exalta Race Center update. I'm Matthew Dillner. A first lap crash took out many playoff contenders in Saturday's Xfinity Series race. That set up a duel between young guns Daniel Hemrick and John Hunter Nemechek. Nemechek grabbed the top spot from Hemrick on a late race restart and went on to score his first career Xfinity Series win. Elliott Sadler was Junior Motorsports' top finisher with a third-place effort. It was Elimination Sunday at Kansas for the Cup Boys. Four drivers, Ryan Blaney, Brad Keselowski, Kyle Larson, and Alex Bowman were axed from the playoffs at the end of the race. Chase Elliott scored his third win of 2018 over a charging Kyle Busch. Those two drivers, plus Kevin Harvick, Martin Truex Jr., Clint Boyer, Joey Logano, Kurt Busch, and Eric Amarola all advanced to the round of eight. Junior Motorsports late model drivers rolled up their sleeves for the fall brawl at Hickory Motor Speedway on Saturday night. Josh Berry got the pole and opted to start from the rear for a potential $1,000 bonus. Well, Berry drove to the front and cashed in, scoring the W. 
JRM teammate Sam Mayer finished second, making it a 1-2 night at the historic North Carolina Oval. While the Xfinity Series gets a one-week break, the Truck and Cup Series hit the paperclip this weekend, short tracking at Martinsville Speedway in Virginia. This has been your Exalta Race Center update. Exalta is the official paint partner of NASCAR, developing, manufacturing, and supplying coatings to all types of vehicles and industrial applications. For more on Exalta, please visit ExaltaCS.com. Speaking of Tennessee tissues, I said that line, it was really cheesy, and then I just looked up and I saw Dale's shirt. I define that as a Tennessee tissue. That's kind of Tennessee orange. My Amp Energy shirt? Yeah, it's kind of Tennessee orange. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, did you you do any barbecue in Kansas? I didn't. Why not? I was working. My gut's out. You didn't eat? I ate in the bus. (laughs) Disappointed. Yeah. So they didn't have oats. This is what I, I did. Yeah, so, <laughs> you know, I watched the I watched the Hornets win, mm-hmm. but I fell asleep during the middle of that game. But the Hornets have been playing good. I've been this is the thirtieth year for the Hornets, mm-hmm. so it's a big deal for them this year to celebrate thirty years in the NBA. And they got a new coach. They got a new sort of high speed uh, offense that is pretty dang entertaining. And they've got a player. Uh, Walker that's developed into I think one of the best point guards in the league and uh, they got a new draft pick this year that's uh, a rookie that's pretty entertaining as well had a pretty good preseason he's not gonna getting a lot of minutes right now but he, he probably will as the season goes on but this team's team looks completely different it's really all the same players that they had last year I know I'm going on about this y'all can give especially for a game that you fell asleep in but keep going well I've watched <laughs> it they've played three games this year and I've seen two and uh it's two more than me they sent some swag they said there you go. And, and now yes. we get to the point of why we're talking about this. <laughs> now it's all clear. <laughs> because who doesn't love free smoozing stuff. to get free stuff? Yep. They sent you a gift pack yes. package? Yep. What well, was they in it? You. Just like coffee mug, sticker, hat. <laughs> you know, it's Charlotte Hornets. They're here. They're our team. And uh, we've been cheering for them for a long time to have some success. And I really like what I'm seeing. <laughs> yeah, I guess you do when also, the package comes. Yeah, hey, okay, we're going to continue this conversation about sports. We're going to talk about the Washington Redskins beat Dallas this weekend. You know, and what's interesting about that, I wasn't paying attention to no it, swag. but I did watch you. Yeah. No swag bag from the Redskins. We're going to talk oh, about Oh, let's, let, let's – do I need to rewind the episodes and look at the free – uh, uh, you got season tickets. The season that. tickets that yeah, you have. That was from Pepsi. Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> are not hurting for Redskins swag. All right, but that being said, I'm watching you on NBC – the when? NFL deal oh. uh, last night, yeah. and at the time you were talking, the game was going on, and Tarico says to you because they asked you about the Redskins, and Tarico says, "Hey Dale, I got bad news for you. Dallas is lining up for a field goal to win the game or, or to, to yeah, tie, tie the game, up. and uh, the Redskins have given up ten points." And they literally leave you going <laughs> like, I know. like that, right? <laughs> like he, Dale's shaking his head, and they're like out. <laughs> but then they missed the field goal. Yeah, and I jumped up in the air very high. Oh, so so it was They were happening. playing it on the big screen. Okay. At Arrowhead Stadium. So that was real cool. After the cup race in Kansas, you know, NBC loaded us all into a car, and we drove or rode over to uh, Arrowhead Stadium to, to be a part of the pregame for the <laughs> You drove Sunday a road. Night. Thanks for clarifying that Every, you didn't well, go by air or no, you didn't drive in the water. <laughs> no, I, make, I got people asking me. This is so stupid. Keep going. There were so many people pushing, like saying, "So you're driving over there? That's crazy." I'm like, "Well, I'm I'm riding in a car, I'm, but it, uh, how else would I get there? It's like a 20 minute trip." People just that's why okay. All people right. are just uh, like, like you're gonna get dropped by a blimp. I don't. I mean, yeah, I, don't, I don't know what that's all about. But anyways, 
So I feel the need to clarify that I drove I on, a, on a road or that you rode, yeah. in, I a rode car, in a car. Right. On a road. Gotcha. Dell Jr. So, actually drives real cars, people. Yeah. So yeah, we got to do the pregame. Got to be on NBC pregame for uh, Sunday Night Football, and got to go down on the field and got to see the players come in to come out to the field for mm-hmm. the game. Ever got to see the hype. You know, Arrowhead Stadium they say is pretty crazy. How yeah. loud was it? Uh, pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of fun. Redskins won. <laughs> Hail to the Redskins. They won. Beat, they Dallas. beat Dallas. You know, as a, Reds- loved it. as a Redskins fan, we really don't care what games we win as long as we beat Dallas. That's right. And we don't want to lose to Dallas, whether they're, even if they're 0 and 15 yeah. or 0 and 14, we don't want to lose to them. Is, is the Dale Jr. versus Danny Jr. still a thing? Yeah. Danny Jr. being your cousin. Yeah, Danny. He's a big Dallas Me Cow- and everybody that I know that's a Cowboys fan is a thing. Oh, it's a thing. Yeah. So did you take I the advantage? I got text messages from all sorts of people. And did you really not notice the fan that said F you on Twitter? Yeah, I did. Oh, you did notice it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and did that, that make you feel good? Somebody <laughs> responded to him, and I just ha-ha'd that guy's comment because it gotcha. was pretty funny. So he was like, he was like, put down the natty lights <laughs> and take a nap. I was like, that's pretty funny. <laughs> that is good. So you're feeling good about the Redskins. It was a nice way to end your weekend or a busy week. Although I keep seeing like that uh, the crowd numbers at the at the Redskins at FedEx Field is dwindling. And that uh, you sound like every every NASCAR fan on Twitter. I know I do. <laughs> well, attendance, attendance, right. attendance. How attendance. good was this game? Vote yes or, or was this yeah. game good? <laughs> was this Vote a yes good or game? no. Was this a good game? Now you're giving gluck shit. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, you should have you should tweet out the poll of the Redskins yeah. game. Was this a good game? <laughs> yeah. Exciting finish. Dallas missed a field goal uh, kick that hit the upright. That's why the sport's failing. That's why nobody's going. I don't get it. What do you mean? That's kind of what happens. We have an exciting race, and everybody talks about somebody poops on it. Everybody talks about how awesome the race is, and they'll go, but the empty seats. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. No, listen. <laughs> it's true. But I, I almost say that in defense of NASCAR because, frankly, it's everywhere. Oh, that's that's why annoying. I say that. It's annoying. No, I well, completely annoying. agree. Yeah, I got you. So, I mean, like, but you know what? The only reason I even thought about that, I saw you or somebody tweet a picture where they were doing a lot, what a lot of the racetracks do. And they're, like, blocking off with signs the seats at FedEx yeah. Field. Oh, really? Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, you didn't see that. No. Like the upper deck, only the middle of the upper deck is even yeah. uh, t- have tickets. Everything else has been boxed off with signage. Well, I guess if you can't sell that seat and you can put a sign there that'll pay you some money, I would do that. It's a smart business. The sign said Redskins, so I, I think. Oh, that really? <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, no, it didn't. I think it did. Really? No, for real? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sell that thing. Yeah, right. Put pristine auction or on advertise thing. yourself. Right. Yeah. Or do that. Mike Davis. Dan Snyder, though, he doesn't have an ego or anything. He would never do something like that. Are you? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Salty. You. This man has let you into his own suite to yes. sit in the damn front row center seat in the man's well owner's box. Well, he let you bring a plus one. That's right. so what. what? Yeah. I'd gladly be a plus no, one. I'm not... I am ashamed, Mike. What well, back or down here? It's not like I was like having a problem being the plus one. I'm oh, he cheered his ass one. off. The M and M's are ate, just Redskins colors yeah. in his suite. He went, oh. hey, it's he, just yellow and red. He went. Uh, he went from one end of the buffet to the next, just like everybody else. Took took he, he took <laughs> a, he took liberties with the uh, free bar and 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 he chatted it up with Joe Theismann. That's right. You remember that? Yeah. And now he's gonna talk. Yeah. I'm not talking. I'm not talking. Called the that. man. Said the man had an ego. No. Yeah. He does, but that's that's neither here nor there. You know who else we sat beside? We sat beside Joe Theismann was right behind us, and uh, Chris Wallace, Mike yeah. Wallace's son, was sitting next to us. And uh, we had you Wasn't know, the owner of PayPal or somebody next to you. 
it was uh, what what was uh, Jack Sprague's old sponsor? Net Shit. Zero. Net Zero. That guy. I mean, big deal. You in Dan Snyder's box? Uh, you, I like how you just instantly changed the subject there. That was pretty good. Yeah, what did yeah. I change it to? Yeah, we were just picking on you, and you're like, "Oh, but we were sitting next to this guy." It's because I. That's where <laughs> I was. I did not change the subject. That was what we were talking about. Yeah. I, listen, there's, there's. Uh, that was a long time ago. So there was things. There, there were little flashes of things that I 2014, remember. 2014, long, long ago. It was way before that. No, it, vintage, it? vintage. The colored M and M's. It was very cool, and the people that we sat around was neat too. Yeah. Joe Theismann. I mean, God. I think we beat Dallas, or we either beat Dallas. They did, yeah. yeah it was a Monday, Monday night, night game. game. I don't like the skins, but if you beat Dallas and you beat the Giants, I like you. Yeah. Or I've, the Eagles. I've gone to two NFL games with Dale. One, that was one of them. And then the other one was with Kenseth at Lambeau. Oh, Bill. really? And Dale Jr. was so agitated there yeah. that game because of the way the Packers play that banjo every five no. seconds. We were, and Kenseth was annoying. We were making fun of that, which was fun to make fun of. Yeah. Because you did a great job with it. Go, Pat, go. They play that every time somebody gets a first down. You know, Somebody takes a breath yeah. of air. <laughs> I mean, like, they didn't need much of a reason. They just do it. Yeah. Every so, chance they get, they say they play that. That's it. So what was agitating you that day? I don't remember. Matt. Oh, yeah, I mean, it was Matt. Okay, right. Matt, being drank, a wise. Because, Matt drank okay. two beers and turned into a complete drunk. Snotty. <laughs> he... So, so yeah, his sarcasm is, level just yeah, goes up even more. Sarcasm level through the roof, which is pretty high already for. <laughs> so, so this is what you would end up having: is that it, the banjo was tolerable, but Matt Kins is sitting here going, "Go back, go!" <laughs> yeah. Every five seconds was also uh, that that got to be a little much. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, all right. The Redskins led the whole game and then lost in the fourth quarter. So Matt was just <laughs> rubbing it in. Yeah, yeah, he did. But how about wait? Hold on a second, man. How about those Panthers? But. <sighs> Uh, did y'all watch the Panthers? I didn't. Yeah. They win? Yeah. Oh, okay. Came back against the champs. Yeah. They came I back do. against the champs. Champs don't look like the champs. They don't look these like days. champs anymore. This will be the video that we put out this week yeah. right here. Yeah, only because <laughs> I said the Panthers. <laughs> this will be our, our, our promo video. Uh, yeah, anything else about the Redskins? Got anything anything got about any, Dan Snyder? Yeah, anybody you want to insult? Anything else to nitpick about Dan? I think we're done on that one. <laughs> I mean, we didn't talk about the Xfinity Series race, and I think that was one of the most talked about parts of Kansas weekend. It was? Yeah. Well, we're talking about it right now, so it's it's only cuz you brought it talked up. About. Oh, come on. It is one of the most uh, entertaining parts of the weekend. Okay. I mean, it wasn't for Two a lot of people Dylan in this building. Two things talked about over the weekend. The Panthers and the Xfinity race. All right? <laughs> and and potty so, training. by God, we're talking about it here. <laughs> start talking about those two things. I was consumed with potty training. I was consumed with potty training, Panthers, well, we and got, Kansas. That's yeah. it. We're not going to talk about one of those. All right, I'll give you this. The Xfinity race was really interesting and very dramatic, especially among the top five. Mm -hmm. Very exciting up front. (laughs) Yeah, it was. I mean, you couldn't really – your attention just was focused right on that top five the whole time. (laughs) I mean, it was as if there was no one else on the track. It was great. Great race. Very exciting. I mean, the the first lap, they had the big crash. I'd throw something at you, but all I have is a all I have is a cookie, and I don't want to waste a cookie. Well, uh, quite the dilemma we got going on yeah. here is that I, we didn't even talk about the Dillner cookies that came no, in. No, don't worry about it. <laughs> nah, all right. So the, the, there are three things on his mind. There was a red Okay, yeah, I forgot about the cookies. Just now, guy gets loose and causes this crash on the uh, exit of turn two. Took out four guys. Right, Custer was able to continue, but really hurt his yeah. chances. A lot of those guys are in big trouble. Custer and, and particular and Cindric as well. 
I really love the dr- the drama that we have in the Xfinity series and the Cup series and the playoffs. The only problem I have really is that their their weekends aren't synced up. They need yeah. to figure out how to line this up to where the they both have elimination races on the same weekend. They both start each round on the same weekend. Being off sync is is not a lot of fun. It's confusing even for for me who I I'm would, in the industry. I hope so because it sure as hell challenging from from in the booth. Yeah. And you get your mind so wrapped around it being an elimination race for the uh, cup guys, you have a hard time spinning the storyline properly for what is a first-round race for the Xfinity guys. It, I just hope that NASCAR can sync them up, get the, get the schedule straightened out to where these guys, their rounds are t- you know in sync with each other. That's the only frustrating part about it. But the race was great. The battle up front all day long was awesome. We covered it well. And... I felt like we did a really, really good job in that broadcast. The opening was good. One of our best. I mean, people won't notice it. People won't read, you know, watch the openings and go, that was a great opening. <laughs> but I felt like our opening for the show was good. The race was good content, and I thought we did a great job broadcasting the race. And uh, I did not see John Hunter winning that race. He had the no. trouble on pit road. All right, and we thought he lost all this track position. Well, there was so many waiver rounds on that caution that he actually restarted sixth or something. And then had a great couple of laps to put himself up in the second place. Before you knew it, he's right back in the middle of the race. And then he drove by uh, Hemrick, who had been dominating all the whole weekend. Hemrick was super fast in practice, out-qualified the field by two-tenths. And then when it came down to it at the end of the race, his car wasn't as good as the 42. The 42 was really loose all day, and that's why I think he couldn't beat the 21. But right at the end of the race, when the track tightened way up, he was just right. That track came to that 42 car. They obviously probably made some adjustments to help, but uh, pretty cool race. I'm glad you went that long on it. That was good because I didn't have anything else yeah. to say about it. But that was really that's got to be what it's like in a booth when you're sitting there and maybe you don't have something to contribute and you just hope that I don't know, like Jeff Burton carries on for another 30 <laughs> seconds or something just to kind of feel the time, right? <laughs> that never happens. And, and not go, what did you think, Dale? Or <laughs> no, know? that never happens. That never happens. No. You always have something. In I the, always have something. to really? say. Really? Yeah. Do you? How often do you have something to say that you don't get to say? Fifty percent of the time. Ooh, is that aggravating? All the time. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. It's very aggravating. Probably the most frustrating part about broadcasting is, and and I would imagine that this is the way it is for everyone, Parker Klingerman, whether you're in the pits, in the booth, you create content in your mind or or physically or, you know, mentally study and create content, content's being created around you. Uh, you're teeing that up to the producer saying, hey, let's talk about this. We need to, we need to focus on this. This is a story. This is a story. And you're hoping that they'll, uh, give you the opportunity to tell it. Yeah. You know, and everybody's doing that. I'm doing it. Every All the personalities and talent are doing that. And so not everyone obviously gets all their stories told. So that's just part of it. So, all right. We got a new sponsor this week. Is this, we're ready to do that? Yeah. We got a new partner for the podcast. The partner is called Robinhood. Mike, you have downloaded yes. this app, right? Right. Robinhood is an investment app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos all commission-free. It's a non-intimidating way for stock market newcomers to invest for the first time with true confidence. And I am one, uh, to be right, honest with so you. All right, so let me hear about this. Well, I mean, to be honest with you, you, you are pretty big into the stock market. I mean, I, yeah. you're always keeping up with that stuff. And I know that at times you would always come to me and tell me, hey, listen, let me tell you something. This is, this is, where, this is what's yeah. up. Right. Um, and, and, and I'm not in any position to really take up his advice or anything like that. But this app really helps people that are not experts in this like it really kind of walks you through some of the some of the uh intro 
stuff. And so I downloaded the app. I've registered. It's super easy to register. And then you're in there. And now it, it just gives you all kinds of little prompts and things that you can do to start buying stocks. And it gives you some little uh, advice. I mean, it's just a, the presentation is really cool uh, for beginners. And I think that people and I, I, I'm looking forward to actually going in and spending more time in it. But it's something that I have enjoyed doing just in this short time. So I've always wanted to do it. So that would be good for me to hop in. Then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm involved in the market and have a strong investment in the stock market market. Uh, but I think this is interesting to me too, because I don't buy and sell personally, but this sounds more like a, you know, kind of a every man's. It is. It's exactly right. It is. And, and, and it's a non, uh, like, there's no anxiety in it. There's yeah. no, like, you can just go in on the small level. You can do whatever you want. You are in complete control and you also don't feel like that you are being put into a position to make a decision that you didn't feel like you knew all already or didn't know enough about, uh, which it could be, you know, scary at times. So this yeah. is a, a good way to do that. It's an app that has easy to understand charts and market data. You can place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. Uh, the web platform also lets you view stock collections, mm -hmm. uh, such as like 100 most popular stocks or sectors like entertainment and social media stocks. And it's curated uh, into categories, too, like female CEOs and so forth. So which that would be really interesting to support, you know, products and services uh, that align with, you know, your brand or what you're what, what you feel strongly about 100%. or what you're interested in. That's right. Um, it has analyst ratings of buy, hold, and sell for every stock. Other brokerages are going to charge you up to $10 for every trade, but Robinhood doesn't charge a commission. They trade stocks, and you keep all of the profits. So sounds like a lot of fun. It is. It yeah. is. Robinhood is giving listeners a free stock. You get free stock, mm -hmm. like Apple or Sprint, to help build your portfolio. Sign up at Junior. Dot robinhood.com that's dellejr.robinhood.com for your free stock and because there's always one person that spells it spells out the junior just it's d a l e j r all right <laughs> dot robinhood.com and, and if you're unsure just look at the title of the podcast you're listening to so come on we, boys i'm really intrigued by what your experience is going yeah. to be using this robinhood app to trade in the stock market mike i'd love to hear how a guy who has never been involved in it learns and progresses through that process uh so and i think everybody else would too this is you're the demographic i am you're I am that you're the subject matter that we're looking for That's for right. for this uh for robin hood and it'd be interesting to see what I, i'm wanting to show you the app right now but that would not make for have good you bought podcasting. and have you bought a stock no but i'm about to well i'm excited see we're already very excited and intrigued to figure out exactly how this works out for you mike can't wait look at that thank you to robin hood for supporting our podcast all right we didn't have a good beginning of the race with the Xfinity Series race here. You know, of course, Elliot and them had a good run, but JRM had a big uh, day up at Hickory. Oh, yeah. So um, there's a race at Hickory this weekend. The fall brawl is 200 lapper, and Josh got the pole, which gave him the option to start last for an extra 1000 bucks. The race pays five grand, And Josh texted me and asked me my opinion on what he should do, and I'm sure that he texted, uh, sent a text to other people. But he texts me, and I told him to do it. And uh, he goes out there and starts last and wins the race and wins the 1000 bucks and the $5,000 and does a ton of interviews and never once mentioned our conversation in text. <laughs> <laughs>
So disappointed. Wow. Yeah. He didn't even – he didn't throw you a bone. He never said, you know, I reached out to Dale and, you know, we laughed and joked and I decided to do it. I was on the fence. Either – you know, whether I influenced it or not, I just – you know, just a little frustrated. The confidence that. that Dale has in me to start in the back and still win the race means all the means the world to me. Yep. Missed opportunity, I guess. Yeah. Missed opportunity to really Come use. Come on, Josh. He just wasn't thinking about you. Yep. You I mean, weren't important yep. after you won the and, race. And the articles that I read suffered from it. <laughs> <laughs> suffered from that lack, that, they, that dynamic, that, right. ex, that extra layer of, of interest and intrigue. Have you, you have you ever uh, taken a ch- uh, challenge like that? I've never had the opportunity to. No. My thinking behind it really is that if at Hickory they got to kind of conserve the tires, two hundred lap race. So yeah. uh, I said, "How far back are you willing to drop to conserve your tires?" And he said, "Probably maybe eighth at the furthest at the most." And I said, "Okay, well, how many cars do you feel like are contenders?" And he said, "Probably about 10. And so I thought, "All right, that to me makes it sound reasonable. Like you're going to start at the back. You'll you feel pretty confident you can get through the first ten cars. I think there were twenty cars in the field." Okay. 22 in the field. So, okay, he's going to end up cruising by half of the field, not having a real issue trying to get to that point, and then he'll be where he was going to ride in the, anyways and conserve his tires. So, what's you know, why not? Why not go for it? Man, I still think that's ballsy. I think it's ballsy because of all the craziness you can get wrapped up in. But Absolutely. Still, but That's what's great about it, though. Got to work. Got to take those chances. It makes it much more enjoyable when you succeed, Mike. That's the third year in a row Junior Motorsports this has is won a guy, the so this is what This is like if Alabama – who dominates? Wait, wait. I, that was a compliment that I just gave. You're not about to talk smack about. I'm Alabama, not talking smack. Okay. I'm just thinking like if Alabama were given, you know, a, a, an incentive to spot, you know, a team some points that they, you know, you know they're going to dominate. Wouldn't you take the incentive because you know you're going to dominate that team? I'm not saying to make I, it interesting. I yeah. got you. Josh Berry and uh, you know in his situation and any late model driver, I mean. Every dollar matters, right? I yeah. mean, like that's a. Well, that makes, dollars is big I think there's bonus. like a lot more at stake. He makes to a make living. Decision. He makes a living driving that car, and um, you know the race paid five grand. Uh, he gets a percentage of that, and I think his you know opportunity to get a percentage of that thousand dollars, extra thousand to to start in the back, was worth it for him, and he made it happen. I was real proud of it. I love it. Yeah. If it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Not a big deal. Great job by him. He has been consistently winning races all year long. For the last several years, actually, um, something that I think I'm very proud of. The question is, is if if Barry had not won, if he would have brought Dale Jr. up in interviews saying, <laughs> <laughs> Dale gave me this yeah. advice to start It's all his back. fault. Yeah, I finished good. fifth. Well, thanks, thanks, Dale. <laughs> all right, well, let's get to the nationwide Ask Jr. questions. It's time for Ask Jr. I got a question. You have a question for me? Hit us up on Twitter using the hashtag AskJr. Say what? If your question doesn't suck, we may answer it. This is sponsored by Nationwide Home Fire Drill 120. You're doing a fire drill at home and you can't get out of the house in 120 seconds. You need to keep working on it. (laughs) Get that plan to where you can get it within 120 seconds and you'll be happy. (laughs) Why are you so big on that program? Seriously, because I've never heard you talk about it. Really? You want me to go into that? Yeah, it's a very dark time in my life. I was in a home fire when Wait. I was six years old. Yeah, that's all you got to say about that. I really don't like talking about it. That's all I got to say about that. Oh, that's good that you're part of the program. <laughs> <laughs> now, nah, man, I mean, a house is on fire. 
How long did it take you to get out? <laughs> did less you time yourself? Less than 120 <laughs> seconds. It was hot. You uh, felt heat? Yes, dude. I walked right past the fire. It was like, no oh, way. You did? Yeah, the whole kitchen. Y'all haven't heard this story? No. Well, I mean, I, I heard, heard about the story, it, but I've but never I really heard it. Right. I never really put you into like a. My, all right. I was living with my mom. Mm-hmm. I was about five years old, four years old. We woke up. We lived in this mill house, old home uh, near the Cannon Mill in Kannapolis. And the wiring in the kitchen caught fire the whole kitchen in the dining room was on fire like just entirely the whole room just a big ball of just fire wall to wall my bedroom was next to that and uh my mom's boyfriend came in there and woke me up and had me by the hand and walked me out of my room to the front door and i turned and looked and it was just fire like 10 feet away just Mm. a wall from floor to ceiling it was like a it was like a weird movie. It went up quick. Hot, hot, hot. Yeah. Yeah. And then we went outside quickly. Yeah, wow. Stood in the yard, and fire trucks came, put it out, and then Mom had to move to Norfolk. So I, I just learned something. I always thought that that house fire was in Virginia already. No. That, I didn't that know was it was in Kannapolis. So that was why Mom had to move to Norfolk and gave custody of us to Dad, because that was it. She lost everything. Yeah. And she was broke. Yeah. We were already broke. Then we were really broke. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you got out in 120 seconds or less. Yeah. That's uh, that's important. Sounds like that was hot. I, I mean, I'm not being facetious either. It's a, that's a, that's a, something. I, we've always just glo- kind of glossed over that story. I didn't yeah. realize it was as big as it was. We lived in a rough neighborhood. In Kannapolis? Yeah. I wonder where. People were stealing. I mean, kidding. my damn neighbor stole my shoes, man. I had these cool blue Adidases. They were gray Adidases with a blue stripe. I'm four or five years old, and oh. my damn neighbor stole them. Neighbor's kids. Wow. Pissed me off, man. Still mad about yeah. it. I hear you. Well, look at it this way. They might have gone up in the fire. Yep. No, they were in the neighbor's house. He stole yeah. them. No, I'm saying they might have if they if they had not been stolen. I they might have gone. I'd rather them go I up thought, in the fire than some I thought you meant him. quite possibly they caught fire. I was just I was just helping you in out the house. Like, a little therapy. I was like, look, if, if no. they would have been in the house, no, they'd not been stolen. They'd have been burned. Me off. When you're a kid and you get something stolen, forget about it. It too. sucks. I had I have a Walkman stolen as a kid. I didn't know what. I didn't know what stealing. What you know? It's like that first experience of. Of having something taken from you, and you're like, my shoes, innocent. <laughs> you can do that, you know. <laughs> That's when Dale Jr. started his crimes. Who would do that? <laughs> yeah. Then we went down. I'm stealing his dad, <laughs> the, the, the the money out of his dad's jar. And the same kids convinced us. Yeah, the same kids were trying to convince me to shoplift at the gas station down the street. I'm like, this seems wrong. <laughs> Is they wearing your shoes? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, hey, wait, those shoes. <laughs> All right, yeah. ask Junior. All right. Oh yeah, that's right. There's a question part. Of this. All right, let's fire right in. And uh, <laughs> and uh, Eric wants to know what's the most daring thing you've done outside of racing. Oh, I don't know. I'm thinking too. I don't think he's done a lot of daring things. He's not jumped out of anything. No, I haven't jumped out of a plane. I think just going on that bike ride of the spandex for the first time. No, that's the only no, thing no. I got. <laughs> Bungee jumped. You did? Oh, you did? Yeah. No way. I think. I can't remember. You can't remember if you Wait. bungee jumped? I can't. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> I think I did. <laughs> How would you not remember if you bungee jumped? Crash, crash enough, you forget a few things. I, I guess so. Yeah. By racing to the finish. <laughs> this is a good buck promo. And you get old, you forget. <laughs> Mike, you're look, you're not as you might look it, but you're not quite as old as I am. <laughs> He's I got the hat on to hide it. A lot of people would maybe confuse him with an older person, but 
All right. I think this is a great time to go on to the next question. Okay. <laughs> sorry, 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 Eric. All right. Here's a random one. Uh, Jessica, do you uh, plan on seeing the new Halloween movie? I guess. Michael Myers. Yeah. Amy said she wouldn't go uh, with me to see it. She hates scary stuff. I can't get her to go to the movies and stuff like that. We have no chance. But I might be able to take Sean or something this week and go. My buddy Sean. Yeah, my my Sean. wife don't want to go either. Y'all seen Sean in the videos. Oh, yeah. Nationwide Nation commercial and so forth. So. Take old Sean we'll go do it. These are riveting. These are riveting. DC Farley wants to know, uh, speaking of Amy, uh, what's the status of that onesie that you received on Father's Day? It's in the storage box. Not going to make a Halloween appearance? No. What is that costume? What would you call that? What, onesie man? I mean, what would you... <laughs> would that be... Wasn't it like a rabbit? It's one of the new Marvel no, characters. I don't know. Yeah, it was a... I never tried it on. We would never know it if he had tried it on. So that's <laughs> well, thanks for trying, DC Farley. All right, uh, Craig Parrish, uh, why are you guys such hard asses on lap cars? There were some lap cars issues, uh, issues of course, this week in the Xfinity Series race. Yeah, Bobby Dale got in, almost got in the way of the leaders there at one point, kind of riding around in the middle of the racetrack. I mean, you know. Joey Gase at one point. Oh, too. Joey Gase wrecked uh, running into somebody, yeah, and ended up crashing Priest out. you got to realize when you're in a situation – what's the right thing to do and what's the wrong thing to do understand i know those guys are racing i've been a lap car many many times in my career i mean i know what you're doing and what you're trying to accomplish and what you know you're hoping to get out of the rest of the day and you're never your race ain't over till the finish so you're always thinking man maybe if i do this why this that this that and the other i can turn this thing around but you can't do that if you're running getting in front of the leaders and you gotta worry. You gotta protect your reputation as a driver, and if it's not your day, don't ruin someone else's. Leaders and you know the guys that run up front are gonna remember that. When you get a bad reputation as a driver that doesn't know when to get out of the way, it's not good for your future. You know, is to get better opportunities and new opportunities. Owners are watching. Everybody in the industry is watching. So that that's probably why we're a little critical on them, I guess. There you go. All right, Ben Moore, uh, does it mean more? Actually, you know what? Let me skip this. I, li- I like this one better. Dakota France wants to know, besides winning in 2001, in your opinion, why did your dad never really win the uh, most popular driver from that point, you know, before that? Well, Bill Elliott won it. Yeah. So that's why he lost. Because the- <laughs> he didn't get enough votes? <laughs> yeah, he didn't give me votes as Bill. <laughs> that's like saying you, you didn't win the race because you didn't cross the Because you ran second. First, yeah. Yeah. So what was the question that you skipped over? I've, I yeah. got to know that because he he liked that one better. I mean, than the I one think we're yet. back to three weeks ago where it's, uh, I guess my, the questions that that I picked suck. But I was going to say, uh, does it mean more for you to when a fan asks for your autograph on your book versus say a, a diecast or a hero uh, card? The diecast is the 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 most valuable item is the one that means the most. The item that they've spent the most money on is the one that you want to take care of because they've. You know, that die cast is the ones you always reach for to get. Right, since we've gone down the rabbit hole yeah. of asking terrible questions, I'm going to ask one more. <laughs> okay. That's uh, actually a good question. I just didn't ask. Yeah, no, no. Logic was... would tell me that I would quit asking them if we were no, on I'm, a good I'm run persistent. of terrible questions. I'm persistent God, because I want going. some good damn content. Uh, actually, uh, Brandon Nelson wants to know, uh, what is the rest of the story about taking Adam Sandler's dog home uh, that you mentioned on the Dan Patrick show? We didn't take it home. He wanted me to take his dog home, and I was like, I don't, I can't take your dog home. So he didn't take it home. He wanted me to drop it off in L.A. at the airport, literally land and mm. unload the dog, and you know, I guess someone would be there to retrieve it for him. He had brought his home, he had brought his dog to my, or Hawaii, and they weren't allowing his dog to stay because I don't think you can, I think there's some rules to transferring pets to Hawaii that he had not followed. 
And so they were like, your go- your dog's going home. You're not he. You got to stay. He's got to stay because he's working. I think he's shooting a movie or something. And they're like, but your dog's not staying. And he's like, I got to find a way for it to go home. And I just happened to be leaving the hotel as he was checking in. The clerk gave me his phone number and said, Adam Salem wants you to call him. And I'm like, all right, I don't believe you. But <laughs> so I called him and it was Adam. And he goes, this is going to sound weird, but I need you to take my dog home. I said, I, I can't. I said, I, I'm flying on a plane that's not mine. And I got 10 other people on the plane and I don't feel comfortable telling them to land in L.A. with this dog. And I don't even know if I can take the dog on the plane. It's not my plane. And so he's like, all right, I'll try to find out another route. Mm. And that was that. Well, if it's the same dog that uh, he has now, he takes that thing everywhere. Like, anytime he does an interview, he's doing it with his dog. All right, that's S. Jr.? Yeah. White flag? Let's do it. Keep coming, bud. White flag, bud. White flag right there. White flag. White flag, go by racing to the finish now wherever books are sold. <laughs> yeah, you're what is, what a sound like, effect is I start well, white flag. Here, here's Just the uh, Ask Junior one if you want to rip that uh, one. Yeah, too. rip that one up. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. Uh, <laughs> no, no, keep going. It's actually, it's great. Uh, if you don't know where books are sold, go to dalejunior.com forward slash book. You'll see where books are sold there. And if you buy it on Amazon, uh, listen, I don't really care if you don't like the book. Just leave us a five-star rating and a good review. That helps us. Uh, so that would really be helpful. Uh, we're trying to get on the New York Times bestseller list. Dale will be signing books at the upcoming races, except Martinsville. We talked about that earlier today. Uh, that will be on Saturdays. Texas will be at the True Timber Hauler. Yeah, True Timber Hauler in Texas, all right? right. Not the Junior Nation Hauler, the True Timber right. Hauler. The True Timber Hauler in Texas. And then at Phoenix and Miami, it will be back at the uh, Fanatics Junior Nation Hauler there. So uh, Dale was profiled in the Wall Street Journal over the weekend. You can check that out. Dale that was be a, good. Yeah, it was. He really liked the f- uh, photography that went with that. Good, By the way. Good photography. Yes, it was. It was. And they did it in like 20 minutes. Which 20 minutes. sort of stunts the uh, whole uh, rap that the photographers down here tell us they need like six hours to a day uh, to take a good photo. This girl did it in 20 minutes, and they were awesome. Uh, Dale will be on Sirius XM NASCAR Radio this Wednesday morning. Listen for that. We've got additional media for the book this week. Uh, Dale's got a dentist appointment. Say hi to uh, my friend uh, oh, yeah. Brad there. Are you going to um, go back? No, I can't. Oh, you signed man. me up. How about this? Wait a minute. Hold De- on a second. You can't go back? Why? I can't. Dale Jr. got me lined up with a dentist that's not even in our network uh, with the company. Well, that's Great good guy. enough reason. Good dentist, but uh, there you go. Um, and again, I just want to cap that's this by thanking reason. the sponsors this week, Pristine Auction and Robin Hood. Reminder, when you use one of those two services, be sure to use the code or select Dale Jr. Download. Uh, go go visit those sponsors and that's it guys that's all that's it here you go D- dale jr's <laughs> racing to the finish go buy it right here wherever we, books are we sold we need to actually start an autograph giveaway like we ought yeah, to have him sign it. it we're gonna figure that out next week Get it my- ought to be an ask junior question we ought to give this to dillner actually dillner do you want a going away present <laughs> yeah, here you go it's just not working out <laughs> here, no. on, i'm just gonna do I'm you just have a slowly copy? fade away here. Do you have a copy of a book? Do you have a copy? <laughs> no. Would you like one? Hell yeah. I'd like, go, I was like. actually about to order one. Oh. This is yours. Here, let me grab it before you say go spend the money. Thank you. Going, going away present. No. <laughs> nice stuff. If you want it signed, don't <laughs> I, go I to Martinsville. Go to Texas. Yeah. All right. I'm going to get some lunch. Good for you. Good show. Enjoy that. See you, buddy. Later. Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo.